Okay, I'm trying this one more time. Hopefully, if people are coming in and having a listen, sorry, I had a bit of a technical glitch talking to Ben. Uh, I can see Ben's back in the studio. I really hope that people can hear me. Um, I've got just me and Ben having a chat at the moment because uh, technical issues uh, reared their ugly head again. Um, but we are live and we are going to record it as well. Can you hear me now, Ben? Yeah, I can. Don't worry. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I've been Seriously? there. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like buying a typewriter. I'm so done with computers. <laughs> So I, hopefully somebody will tweet it out that we're back live in the studio and um, yes. people will come in and listen. So I think we were talking about the idea of the, like I said, at my old school we had this pastoral manager that was kind of like school counsellor and many other things under her job. And I was just thinking, do you think there's a place for that in primary? I mean, of course there is. But why do you think it's something we don't have more often in primary schools? Is that something you kind of want to go into when you're finished with the course? Yeah, I think that from from what I've seen, the biggest thing for me is time. Um, I feel like a lot of teachers are balancing a lot of different plates. Um, so, you know, to give that role to someone, a teacher, is very hard. And I do think it's it comes down to the school day is a very busy day. Um, and I think that's what I realised as well, being a teacher, that I didn't actually have the room if I wanted to go into it while I was being a class teacher sometimes. I think the room for me to fit that in with mm-hmm. my working day would be increasingly difficult there would have, you know primary school is it can be you know demanding in some ways in terms of the admin and, and things like that and I'm unfortunate I think sometimes those things get in the way with the pastoral side of teaching yeah definitely what kind of things would you take with you then I guess you've got like skills from teaching and from being in education for so long are there are there skills and ideas that you see that kind of you you merge together from the things you're learning on your course um i mean so far, so far it's a little bit it's you know so far it's a very early stage it's a little bit different it's more about me but okay i would i would say that in terms of me being in the position i am now will help me going forward having knowing what it's like to be in the classroom knowing what it's like to have those maybe demands or going through stuff that you know other children might go through um you know i have a disability i'm dyspraxic so i know mm-hmm. that that's caused me a lot of, you know, my school life wasn't brilliant when I was a kid because of that. And mm-hmm. I could have done, I could have done with someone like a counsellor to talk about those problems. Mm-hmm. So I think for my own, I'm hoping for my own experiences um, that I could empathise with certain children or even adults. Yeah, absolutely. Are you able to kind of explain a bit more about human-centred counselling? I imagine there's lots of different types of counselling and I imagine with teaching, all children need kind of different approaches. Yeah. I mean, human centered counselling from, you know, I'm still learning about it now, to be honest, but um, from the, it's the understanding that the clients will come to the, you know, they will make the decisions on how they get through something. So they'll bring science to the table. I mean, as a counsellor, I give them that space mm-hmm. to talk about what's going on. I don't necessarily give them the answers, but I certainly can guide them with questioning and just being given them the space to talk about what's going on and what's going on and why they need that, you know, to talk to someone. Uh, so it's the idea of just, you know, being able to give them the space and letting them do a lot more of the talking. Um, it's not me giving necessarily techniques, whereas mm-hmm. I think another approaches there are, you know, given certain techniques of how to, someone needs to think. It's more me, you know, by just little prodding or little questioning, mm-hmm. helping the client on their journey. 
Yeah, definitely. And do you learn how to, uh, I guess, utilize it? Is it different? Is it utilized differently for, say, adults? I know you're talking about teachers. Like, we all need someone to talk to sometimes as teachers. And then children, I guess, it's, I mean, I know from being in reception now to year six last year, like, I learned a lot from the children in year six, even, like, how to talk to the children and how to kind of find out what what's the problem with the children like you said like little nudges but I think year sixes and reception children it's a you're talking to a different differently developed child like a differently developed brain so whilst I kind of had an idea of how to get through to my 10 year olds I'm still learning how to get through to my four-year-olds and I guess the question is is it are there different approaches that you need that you would take for different age groups and then like adults children um, I'm hoping, to, yeah, I would get, I would, I mean, something that I'm hoping to learn if, differently mm-hmm. as, as my course goes on, um, that I would learn different approaches to, like you say, you know, different ages, different children. I mean, every child's different. Every child mm-hmm. will need something different from me or from, you know, from an adult. So you're absolutely right. Like, in, in t- it's, it's talking to the different children, different ages. They will, you know, if you're talking to an older child, they may be able to articulate what's going on a lot more whereas a, a child in reception will probably you know they're limited of how they can articulate what, what so there'll be you know that may be the case of them not speaking so much I don't know mm-hmm. um it's something I'm hoping to learn mm-hmm. do you think that do you think do you feel that you went into teaching first and that led you into counseling like there's a reason that you possibly didn't go into the counseling first I think I, I made that conscious decision to go into teaching first because I wanted the life experience of mm-hmm. being in, in education and I wanted to be, that's where I was quite passionate at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I think my, my, one of my first thoughts of being a teacher was like, I had a you know, quite rubbish time as a kid. I don't want a kid to go through that. I want to be mm-hmm. the teacher that makes that kid's rubbish time that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that was always my first thought. But I think, it, yeah, it's mainly down to life experience and I wanted to get life experience in the school trying to understand education and that sort of for a little bit and then move on to counseling where I've then got a bit of background okay I've been a teacher for this amount of many years so I got mm-hmm. something behind me before rather than just stepping out of uni or stepping out of a, a you know a normal nine-to-five job and then yeah. stepping into it I've got some sort of grounding in, in, my, in my background yeah I definitely think that's so important when it comes to teaching like you, I, we work with such a variety of teachers and I think so to to see teachers that have possibly done things before you get I think they have different experiences and I think like you say the fact that you've been in the classroom and dealt with the children and their complex lives that they're going on through will definitely give you that 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 be- you'll benefit from that I think when you start your counselling yeah and I think also yeah from being in the classroom and also like there's been situations in my teaching where I've been kind of limited as my role as a teacher to help a certain child. It's almost mm-hmm. been either given, passed on higher up in the school or it's, you know, it's gone out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I found that as a person quite frustrating that I couldn't do more mm-hmm. in my job. So I think that's also, yeah, I think it would be nice to be able to do a bit more. Yeah, we definitely have limitations as teachers. And I think like you said, time is definitely one of them. Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, and, and that's and that's horrible to say in some ways. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, we um, obviously we have to do a lot of things to, to prepare for it, and certainly with primary school, it's you know, it's a lot of preparing. Um, certainly when you go, you know, different year groups, mm-hmm. but 
yeah and i just feel sometimes you just want to get through the, get through the lesson and sometimes you want to yeah. get through the day and these little and unfortunately you know these everything's time time is so precious as a teacher mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if that's something that needs looking into i'm sure in my <laughs> opinion it does yeah but, absolutely. i mean but this is where we are so at the moment in this in this remit of, of you know of schools and how we you know need to provide or we need to provide outside the classroom this mm. is where we are like it's it's, it's going to be incredibly hard for you to sit down with a child and give them half an hour mm. rather than giving them two minutes yeah which just seems like okay we can you know in some schools i've you know i've chatted with a kid but i've you know i'm always conscious of my time it's my ppa time or it's yeah my, or it's, it's some if I, i'm taking yeah. them out of a lesson so i'm i'm impacting their education and mm. there's over there's all these factors and, and i hope so that in many schools that that's such change i'm I'm sure certain mm-hmm. schools have, have found since, especially with COVID, mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's different situations kids have, you know, feeling. I definitely think that PSHE is about, hopefully, about to come to the forefront a bit more as a subject. I always think it's kind of been one of those subjects that, like, do a circle time or do an assembly and talk about kindness week. But I think, like, like you say, all these kinds of emotions and all these issues that the children are having and... I just hope for their sake that PSHE becomes more of a an important subject in schools because, I mean, we all know that the, the important subjects have always been English and maths. And like you say, you know, child comes in from break, like distraught, and you think, oh, my God, I've got a maths lesson to teach, but, oh, my God, I need to, like, calm down the child. And it's that whole thing of timing and priorities, isn't it? Yeah, I, I certainly agree with you. PSHE... I mean, I've I've found in recent year, the last few years of teaching PSHE that so there's more schemes out there that schools could follow to help mm-hmm. them. And I do find that some sessions I've had with kids I've taught, you get mm-hmm. some really honest conversations. Yeah. Um, certainly with the older children, where you, you put you ask certain questions and you'll get certain responses. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it, it's more than just circle time. It's having that that time allocating the timetable where you have that honest chat with your children. And mm-hmm. I think some people get a bit nervous about that. You know, oh, we don't want to talk about certain subjects or mm-hmm. it's, you know, we shouldn't talk. But I, I, I don't, I disagree, really. In my opinion, I disagree. I think the earlier you talk about kids, about their feelings and things like that, the better they will grow, have grown up because they'll learn mm-hmm. that emotional intelligence of how to, you know, if they have certain feelings, what to do with that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I think kids go through school not, not really knowing how to deal, deal with frustration, how to deal with feeling anxious or mm-hmm. you know something's got you know they have a pain in their stomach and they don't know what it is it's not a stomach mm-hmm. ache mm-hmm. they don't know they don't know what it is so mm-hmm. i think it's incredibly important pshe and it will be i hope yeah. so i hope forward. so as well yeah and it's it's that time to talk isn't it but it, it's also it it's i think it's a, um you're possibly learning this on your course it's it's um talking like uh, talking effectively to the child you know like i think a lot of the job is about the psychology of a child and i i know i've said this before on my show that like, both of us did pgces and it's like a 3 year degree squished into a year not even a year because you're in school a lot of the time and i wish i had learned more about the psychology of a child's brain and how their brains work because i think in those kind of conversations to get the best out of a child you have to know like what questions to ask and how to have that conversation. So you have those two minutes, but how can you make the best of those two minutes in terms of the child's well-being? You know. Yeah, uh, I, I certainly agree. I, I think it's something that you're not taught, and also when it comes mm-hmm. to t- even children with disabilities, I think mm-hmm. you're not. 
always equipped of how what we actually might need to your approach might be different mm-hmm. you might need to you know with an autistic child you might need to talk to them a certain way it may not they may not give you the conversation so all these different mm-hmm. children that you're in the classroom with learning how to interact them learning what it's incredibly important and I, yeah i agree the pgsce we've done um it's for it, it go we had a, i remember having a few sessions mm-hmm. but they weren't there weren't a lot of mm-hmm. them um it was more about oh learning you know what they need to know for english and for maths and stuff and like th- those core subjects and of course that's incredibly important but i do think pshe needs to be and these emotional and mm-hmm. they need to be up there they need to be much more important on the forefront not a, a subject that's pushed to a side oh if we can fit it in we'll just shove it in here for half an hour yeah. it's, it's got to be something a bit more than that because I actually think you can't teach the other subjects unless the PSHE of a child is is like they're confident in their PSHE and in themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, even if you started the day with some sort of session, it may set a kid up for the whole day. You know, oh, because they've <laughs> got something off their chest, or they've really engaged with the, with the activity you've done. It's given them a whole different look on the day i mean mm-hmm. it, it could be a, an absolute game changer for a kid yeah um so you know i think that's really hope hopefully things like that can happen more mm. do you have any i know you've only been doing the course like just started recently i think but would you have any kind of key tips for anyone listening about i guess how to make the most of a conversation with a child something like that uh, quite simply, uh, like eye contact, yeah. uh, really? eye contact, yeah. and just sort of acknowledge being there, being present. So I know that seems like a quite a, 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 you know, I'm not trying to not use any terms, but trying to let knowing that you're in the room, you're giving you're giving the child your time, and they mm-hmm. feel like they're being valued in that conversation. It's not like mm-hmm. you're not you're not, not your eyes aren't somewhere else. You're not thinking about something else. It's giving them that time. I think that's you know mm-hmm. that goes for adults as well. I think a lot of us you know conversation is i mean that's a separate subject but conversation is is unfortunately with the way social media is and stuff like that conversation is changing mm-hmm. so mm. you know i think i think just yeah just giving them a time giving them eye contact and showing that you care mm-hmm. you're so yeah sorry go on. no i mean we are we are teachers and i know that our role goes into more than one thing sometimes. So sometimes we're doing mm-hmm. much more than our role. But mm-hmm. I think kids do appreciate when they see that other side to you that you do really, really care. Yeah. No, I think you're so right that that whole phrase of conversation is changing. And I think children aren't used to having that like eye-to-eye, face-to-face conversation so much because so much is done online now. So I guess kind of kind of like good point to end on is that actually yeah conversations that children are having are definitely changing but we still need to give them that eye contact and like you say be present with that child even if even if it's for that 2 minutes I think it's really important that you yeah. show you show that you're there listening to them and only them and like maybe the other children kind of have to wait a few minutes yeah and and, and it's also been a lot, being given that time to you know being in a school, you know, hopefully pe- pe- people in the school being understanding that you may need to take that two minutes. So if you mm-hmm. don't, if your lesson is delayed 10 minutes, yeah. well, it might be, an, it was an important reason why I delayed my lesson 10 minutes because yeah. we we need to, and like we said before, you know, it could change that whole lesson for that kid. So mm-hmm. if we had that 10 minutes with that kid, maybe That's the lesson, true. the lesson yeah. would be great for them rather than them still thinking about the issue that they're having mm. all throughout the lesson. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, that's definitely that's a good point to end on, I guess, is give the children the time, as much time as you can. Like We know, we know time constraints are really a big thing in uh, in primary school, I'm sure in high school as well. In high school, even more so, because I guess they're in and out of classrooms all the time. And um, Carty said, conversations have been changing since the time we had language in the first place. Yeah, I guess conversation changes all the time. I think the idea here is that I guess the way conversations are had now is is definitely changed a lot. Say when we were in school, where we had a lot more face to face contact with people, and not so much anymore. So no, I think, and I think I think yeah, that's what it is. It's it's, it's mm. the way, you know kids now, unfortunately, well not well, not necessarily unfortunately, but they there are so many devices and different mm-hmm. Google you know there's Google Classroom, there's different ways so they can yeah. communicate with their friends, which mm-hmm. we just didn't have as a kid, and I'm sure people hold us didn't you know mm-hmm. even have so mm-hmm. it yeah it's completely changed. I think I've I've quite said quite a lot that I wouldn't necessarily like to be a kid in this social yeah. media age because yeah. I, I think I would I would have found it very difficult and I know yeah. kids do find it very difficult yeah um and I'm quite I think we're I'm quite happy with you know how we just had it a little bit when we mm-hmm. were a bit older and you know we've we've gone through this way of social media yeah I 100% agree with you on that so uh yeah so we, we're gonna we're gonna end it on that thanks for hanging around Ben no worries uh, really appreciate it thanks and, for having me on yeah no worries and uh I'll see you later. Yes, see you <laughs> All right, later. Cheers. Take care. Thanks, Ben. Bye. Well, thanks for coming back into the studio, guys. I know the numbers have been going up little bit by little bit. Um, I hope you enjoyed my chat with both guests. Uh, Jack definitely has some amazing comments to make, and it really is worth a visit. Um, so uh, when you go on CPD, I know I'm always looking for the next idea to take into my classroom and get quite excited about it, but it's important to talk and to think about these ideas as well and kind of to let it stew inside of your brain for a little bit um and also just talking about cpd and staff development and i you know let's think of ourselves as we do the children and when we're planning staff development let's think about how we can ensure our staff get the best out of that staff development and i think that's really important and then also like he said i really like this comment to re-professionalise the profession and we definitely work in a very skill-based profession and I think it's important that we look at the research that is out there that some amazing teachers that are doing research and implementing it in their classrooms before you even go and try and implement it in your classroom so I think that's a really important comment um, and possibly just to end basically on what Ben said and in terms of counselling in schools I know it's not a big thing in primary school, even though I believe it should be. I know PSHE is not such a big thing in primary school at the moment. Hopefully that is about to change, but as much as possible, give the kids eye contact. I'm going to try and be present with the children. I know we're not always equipped with the skills, like I, I know I'm not, to kind of use that two minutes purposefully when a child needs you for those two minutes. But I think it's really important that, and I... I want to be upskilled in that respect. So, yeah, eye contact, be present. And if you are going on CPD, before you try and rush to implement it in your classroom, like I know I have done, guys, have a think about it. Talk to your team, talk to the other teachers in your schools, and um, just make the most of it. So, I really love talking to you guys. Thank you so much for coming back into the studio. I know we've had a, a technical issue today, but really appreciate everybody listening and um i will be back next not next thursday the thursday after 
So it's been really great talking to everybody and thank you for listening in. Have a great Thursday night. This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live.